0: And welcome to another live stream edition of Fountain City Sports Media, a podcast made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans, which, I mean, much I, like Whit Merrifield,
1: yes? I, I, I still say program, not podcast, but I mean, we'll, we'll figure
2: it out. Is that what the
1: snafu was? No, no. Yeah, Re- wait, 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 Reese, no.
2: Reese did it right. You said
1: podcast, I say program. No, no,
2: the... the the snap who has nothing to do with either of those things. It's by and for or for and by.
1: Okay. Yeah, but I say a, a pro. No, I say a program made by Kansas city fans for right. Kansas city <sighs> fans. And he just said, Reese podcast. was saying a
2: podcast made for Kansas city fans. But so I guess two, two things are different.
0: However, uh, wrote, right. Two things.
2: We two could things. just find a Yay, Welcome everybody.
0: The best. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys, do you guys love our podcast It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, so much fun. Well, anyway, uh, this has been quite the venture getting this bad boy put together and put on, which we're very proud to bring you uh, because we are broadcasting from three different time zones. And we have just just run ourselves ragged to make it here right now. Uh, Let's just go across the board. Uh, I'm going to start by saying that I was at work and didn't get home until about uh, 9.05. Center, Center, Central Standard Time, and uh, then you know flew into here, set everything up, and got things going. Kyle, what were you up to that got you here at the eleventh hour?
2: Uh, I was driving from Wendover, Utah, to Oakland, California, and I rolled in at about seven twenty-one Pacific. And I should have been a little more efficient uh, setting up, but here we are. Uh, I I was able. I forget. I, I don't think I told either this to either of you guys, and I'm very curious as to like who or whether this is a commonly known fact y'all are familiar with the Bonneville salt flats where yes. the land speed record was set. No, like I subscribed to like road and track growing up and there's all those like pictures of like vroom vroom on the Bonneville salt flats. Turns out you can drive on them. And I did yesterday. Wait, really? Yup. You can just turn off the highway right next to the little rest area and just floor it across the salt. It was amazing. It like, was like probably a top 10 moment of my life, totally like, unplanned for. It was amazing.
0: Like we're talking where they test the rocket cars, right?
2: Yes. I have, Wow. I have a picture of my Fusion with 145,000 miles on it with like my nice camera, like in the bot- with the mountains in the background, like just looking like a washed up <laughs> test car. It, yeah. Anyway, amazing. So that's what's up.
0: That's so awesome. How long were you riding on those things for?
2: Oh, I, I I was just there for like twenty minutes. I I uh, I gotta say, I saw like six other people like tooling around out there in the desert. I was like, "Are we allowed to do that?" So I did Google it. Turns out, yeah, you can you can just go out there.
0: Is it like a national park or something?
2: No, it's just it's literally just a desert.
0: Dude, it's got a that's wild. A plaque on
2: it that says, you know, I I forget the guy's names where they set the uh, um, set the record, but yeah,
0: I'm all so. about that. I'm all about that. Sorry, I'm already having camera problems because, like I said, made this made this happen in a, in a very short amount of time. Uh, there we go I'm back. I'm back. Okay, so so Kyle shared he was driving cross country. Armando, what kept you? And
1: uh, well, you know, I couldn't believe that we got the win, so I went to church and prayed all the prayers to the Lord. I was like, praise ye worship ye all ye because i couldn't believe we pulled off that win um good answer On not only that but yeah i had to sing at church i had a church church gig and happy
0: you're catholic Easter. right so this is happy
1: holy thursday or maundy thursday for the those of you
0: dude well
1: but i really went because i was like oh my goodness i wonder if we'll <laughs> get mine i can't believe we
0: pulled pulled that rabbit out of that hat Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of pulling rabbits out of hat and our boy, uh, Adalberto Mondesi, why don't we just get into it with a little bit of baseball talk and how the eve of opening day, an injury report comes out saying Adalberto Mondesi has strained his oblique, wasn't it, or his intercostal, and he was going to miss opening day. He was already on the IL. And, guys, I, I thought long and hard about this when I was driving to work and I heard the news. I'm just like, we need – a new nickname for our incredible athlete who affects the team in a positive way, but is never healthy. And I think we need to nickname at Mondesi, Sammy Monkins.
2: <laughs> That's funny.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I hold Sammy Watkins in a higher respect than I do at Alberto Mondesi. Oh, come on. really? <laughs> Yeah. No, that's not. I mean, I mean, yeah. Sammy Watkins has a Super Bowl. Sammy Watkins <laughs> did important things in the Super Bowl win.
0: I mean, he he did, but Mondesi will do important things in our 2021 World Series win. So wow, I'm
1: calling it here. The Oracle of 37th Street
0: perhaps has spoken. The Oracle of City View Drive. It
2: doesn't quite so. have the same <laughs> ring to it. Question. Mm-hmm. Well Sorry, I, I, I mean I, I I don't know if we have a game plan or not, but I, I I'm very curious because I know that we all were tuned into that first inning from the first pitch, and was it ever in the back of your mind that we would match? I mean, it's historic, right? And and Denny and and Steve like were speechless about it, right? Like like five to five at the end of the first inning. I mean, it's ridiculous, especially on opening day. You know. Uh, Was there any part of you that thought that we might match their five runs at the the, the
0: bottom first? No, absolutely not. I
1: I thought that the entire season was over because Keller (laughs) is supposed to be our number one starter, our our star. I mean, of course, Singer is our star as well, but Keller is supposed to be the guy. So after this, I'm like, even if we make the playoffs, I don't want Keller starting against Garrett Cole or any of these guys. So no, absolutely not. I didn't think we'd come back.
2: Oh, quick shout out to the Detroit Tigers who beat Shane Bieber today. That is Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, Good Shane wow. Beaver, I think
1: it's it's his first ever loss to the Detroit Tigers.
0: Yikes. Yeah. All right. Stonk down more. Justin Bieber or Shane Bieber? Also, uh, Justin Brad-
1: Bieber, actually. Oh, go ahead. This uh, is way no. unrelated. OK, I'll
2: just move on from that. <laughs>
1: uh, well, he asked if Justin Bieber was relevant and I, I have some things to say about
0: Justin Bieber. But just Brad. just no showing my question.
2: OK, uh, Brad-, Brad Keller was ridiculous at the K last season, even in that weird, you know, what? twenty and spring training or 26 win season we had. Uh, so I, I really was not expecting that, um, but I for sure was not expecting us to come back and have that. I mean, like, how funny is it that Michael A. Taylor's first big league RBI hit was overshadowed by the uh,
0: everything else he did? Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: it, well, I mean, yes, there's that. But like, yeah,
0: amazing. you know what? I'm already throwing out nicknames. Uh, I'm hot right now. So uh, Michael A. Taylor is now Michael Bay Taylor until like, you know, I am. Yeah. Dude, just raked today.
1: Michael Bay Taylor. Michael A. Taylor was the most shocking thing I've ever seen from a Royals player on opening day or in the first half of the season. Because Michael A. Taylor, I was already getting ready for him to go bye-bye when Bobby Witt comes in or when Nicky Lopez learns how to hit or when... I'll bet learns how to not be injured. I was like, see you later. You're just a fill-in. But, oh, my goodness, on defense, on offense, I mean, everywhere on the field today, what an impressive showing.
0: Well, the yeah. fact that he had not one but two huge outfield assists when, you know, they were mentioning on the radio broadcast, we only had one outfield assist all of the 2020 shortened season. So that's crazy that he had two by himself. I mean, they were both huge. That first one really stopped the hemorrhaging in the first inning it was It was incredible
2: and uh, I mean we're, we're looking at least a ten to five deficit without those two oh. and, and, i mean i I know the innings would have gone differently, but yeah you know i mean yeah he's he he saved saved the game a couple times.
0: it was impressive. Well, Armando, uh, since you were the only one who actually got visuals on this game, I uh, (laughs) I had incognito mode going and uh, uh, Kyle, excuse me, was listening to the game in his car cross country. What were you seeing in that first inning with uh, our boy Keller here? Was he just missing his spots? I know he had a lot of bad breaks, a lot of infield singles going on. What was the deal?
1: No, I I honestly didn't see anything wrong with his form, didn't see that he was, you know, just lobbing it over the plate or trying to, you know, distract the hit or anything. I just thought that it was awful. I was surprised that the Texas Rangers were able to hit the ball. I mean, Texas Rangers are one of the worst MLB teams, and they were able to shellack brad keller but not only that i actually wasn't perturbed about what brad keller was doing yes it was awful but there wasn't anything glaring that i was like oh my goodness this isn't brad keller in form um like kind of what you were saying he just kind of got dealt a bad hand and they were hitting the ball what i didn't like was andrew benintendi trying to make those plays like he was trying to make that sports center top 10 Uh, dive catch and like he definitely should not have done that that would have saved us two three runs on on that catch if he would have just stayed behind the ball and prevented it instead he tried to do the highlight play which is something that the Boston Red Sox kind of foreshadowed for us and I'm a little concerned I'm a little concerned after this not because of his play but maybe his immaturity maybe because Andrew Bente's immaturity, which happened a lot in Boston. So I am a little disappointed, Andrew. I'm watching you. That's a cold I'm take watching. Oh, dude, he's on the watch list as well. It's okay. not hold, a cold take. Read read the news. Well, he news you got a ton of off, issues in Boston.
0: I hate to interrupt. Speaking of East Coast, we got to give a shout out to friend of the podcast, David. Uh Reese Reese's flow is undefeated once again. Ugh. also Thank Tina's you, watching.
1: Hello, Tina. Hi, Tina's I from dude, City. Dude, Tina's watching. Yeah, that's Thanks awesome. For watching,
0: Tina. Uh, hopefully we can get David, who is a, uh, an avid Philly fan on here. Hopefully, hopefully we can oh. get him on for the, uh, the, the Fountain City Sports Media Draft Supercast, you know, with, Ooh, with all of our tuned. friends. So stay if you're still watching tuned. David, we want you, baby. We want you anyway. And we,
1: and we want you left tackle from Notre Dame. We want you.
0: Yes, obviously. Now, Kyle, you said Armando had a cold take there well, with his, I- uh.
2: I don't want to dwell on this, but Ben Attendee also like he did make one like <laughs> top 10 play as well, even though like, I like I remember the one you're talking about that he missed. But between Michael A. Taylor's two plays at the plate and then um, Ben Attendi's layout catch, like th- those were three really important defensive plays. So I'll I'll give you that it may be boom or bust, feast or famine in terms of Ben Attendee's um, defensive kind of like fireworks. But. Uh, I think it's I, I think it's too early to put him on notice after one game.
1: That's that's fair. I I I will be a Devil's advocate to my own take. Andrew Benintendi <laughs> lost a lot of weight, and Andrew <laughs> Benintendi actually doesn't look. Oh, what happened? No, we're just laughing at your take. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm a little laggy. I I apologize. Facebook Live. Yeah, I'm playing Devil's Advocate to myself because Andrew Benintendi did lose a lot of weight, which is great because beforehand he was definitely trying to bulk up and trying to be jorge soler trying to be the cleanup hitter in boston but he finally went back to weight looks more athletic look great today other than his showmanship so uh yeah great job andrew look i'm i'm i am rooting for you i i just have to be the uh, dad of the podcast and you know i'm watching i got my watch list
0: dude i heard that boston wasn't happy that he was eating too many chicken ben and and putting on that weight. Hey, oh my God, I'm can't... full of it, guys. Ah! I'm I'm tired. The dad joke filter is completely we're off back. right now. We're yeah, back
1: we're... <laughs> on live. Woo! Well, I'm so excited to be back on live.
0: Well, speaking of being back on live, when we're not on live, don't forget to check us out at the social media sites below: Instagram, Twitter. You can find us at Fountain City SM. You can find us on Patreon to become an official friend of the podcast at Patreon.com backslash FCSM. There you'll find exclusive content, including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews, including an upcoming one with Courtney Service, our recent interviewee from Service Brewing Company. If you Which haven't checked fantastic. that interview out, fantastic. oh, it was, she was awesome. great. It was, she's awesome. Drink her beer. Listen to her interview. But Kansas Back City the- fans, this weekend,
1: go try some Service Brewing. Go over to the Shawnee Mission, or sorry, not Shawnee Mission, I apologize, Shawnee, and try some delicious beer.
0: It's your mission to go to Shawnee. Yes. So anyway, uh, getting back to the game here, uh, I would like to point out documented a text I sent around the middle of the uh, first inning where I said, this is going to be Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs part two. (laughs) Now, were you boys aware that minority owner Patrick Mahomes was sitting in the stands today for the game? No, I didn't know that. I bet you money he finished his beer and it was just like Patrick Mahomes magic go and that's what set off the chain of events. Takes takes
1: out his Harry Potter wand from like that like (laughs) Quidditch scene where where Hermione just like helps uh, Ron. Yeah, (laughs) that was Patrick Mahomes today, dude. Absolutely. Oh my god, this is me as Patrick Mahomes.
0: It it was incredible. Uh, I I said. I was doing the janitorial round around the brewery, you know, so I, I was I had the game on in my ear, uh, and it was it was interesting because I, I told some dude at the bar, I'm like, hey, if we can just get, w- you know, one run per inning and just kind of stop the hemorrhaging, I'm like, we'll beat them. That's all, that's all it takes. And I thought, best case scenario, if we can knock off two or three, suddenly it's only five to two or three going into the second inning. Little did we know we were going to just erase that deficit entirely. And as poorly as Keller played, uh, their bad boy Gibson didn't even make it out of the first inning. He is in the box score at 0.1 innings pitched. Boys, what did you think of Gibson's performance versus the Royals' offensive performance?
2: I have sort of three big takeaways from this game. Uh, the number one takeaway is that this game was about bad pitching um, on both sides. mm
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and number 2 it's a long season we have got 161 more games and 161 more live podcasts
0: yeah uh,
1: gosh
2: and, uh, yeah, i don't
1: think so, so i'll be on
0: those <laughs> i don't have my computer has 161 hours left in it to be honest
2: <laughs> it's just going at the end, it's just going to be me just like in front of the mic just talking to you guys uh yeah my imaginary friends but <laughs> so it's it's too you know uh, the the temptation because opening day is amazing and it, i mean it's amazing every year uh opening day of baseball is like it's like a holiday, and so it's it's way tempting to put too much on on this uh on this game, but also it's like part of the tradition to put too much on this game it's like you know when the pressure's on like what can happen uh and so yeah, so p- some bad pitching uh you know long season, and then the third thing is. We all three of us forgot to talk about Carlos Hernandez, and I'll be honest, it's because I didn't really see him as a contender to make the rotation. But the way he pitched today, I could see him I could see him getting some starts this year. Well, we
0: really whiffed on not talking about him. I'm not sure I see him getting starts, but I can see him being the middle reliever who eats up three or four innings when it's, you know, the back of the rotation starting day. Uh, I would like to point to another text I said where I'm just like, the team that can put together two consecutive quality innings of pitching, I think I maybe used less nice terms than quality innings, is going to win this game. And lo and behold, we put Hernandez in, and the first two innings he's there, one, two, three down, one, two, three down. And we didn't look back from that point. We won the game.
2: Well, and I, I had a kind of, at least in my mind, I, I had lumped him in with like Bolaños and a couple of those other guys who we had to call up under duress last season um, just because uh, the, you know, the the pitching was so under understaffed. So, you know, guys getting big league, big league debuts before they were maybe ready and et cetera. And so, but yeah, I mean, he was awesome today.
0: Mm-hmm. It was great. Armando, what did you see from Hernandez coming into the game? Did he seem to have more confidence, more control on his pitches, or were the Rangers bats just really cooling down at that point? Oh. Nope, no, dude. Not.
2: Well, I offended him with my question. question. I, I think a lot of today was about um, not only the the pitching issue, but mm-hmm. also, um, you know, the guys at the back end of our lineup. I, I mean, you know, like, like I said, like debut hits from Isbell and Michael A. Taylor in quick succession, and then continued offensive success from the guys later down the lineup to the point where, no matter, like, I mean, we, we were going to score 14 runs today, right? Like, that was just mm-hmm. in the cards, e- even with the uh, s- subpar appearances from their pitching staff. And so I think uh, <laughs> I think matchups had a lot to do with it. Um, yeah. And even Salvi, like, taking a few shots at trying to pick off at first, you know, when, when a left handed batter would come up. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I think we, we were firing on all cylinders, which is ironic given that we spotted him a 5 0 lead. <laughs>
0: Real heads-up decisions by Salvi. Armando, now that you're back, I want to feel that question your way again. Did you see anything from Hernandez's pitching that said he came in with more confidence or that he was just really dealing and locked in today? Or was it just the Rangers' bats were starting to cool down at that point?
1: Well, I don't think Hernandez was great. I mean, he kind of got us out of some situations, but he still shelled in, what, two runs, three runs? uh. I don't believe he had, so. He had He had two runs and I think a w- oh you're right. Yeah, three innings, three hits, yeah, two runs.
2: Yeah, but that run was runs. That, 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 that was his first inning though. I mean, some of those runners were inherited.
0: Ah, uh, that's a good point too. That's a good point too.
2: Uh, but I don't think he
1: looked great during during at least that first one. And then he got better, of course. I was actually more surprised that we didn't keep Zimmer in. Like, I thought Zimmer was doing fine, and then they pulled him out for Hernandez. Uh, but kind of to Kyle's point... I didn't think that Hernandez was going to make the roster. I mean, I was thinking Love, Lady, uh, Daniel Lynch. Like there were so many other people that I thought that that would have been in before Carlos Hernandez. So yes, towards the end of the stretch, I agree, Kyle, that he he did much better. Uh, but I wasn't too impressed in the beginning when he was trying to get out of the rut. Um, but going f- going forth, yeah, he's a he's a great rotational player now. Um, I'm surprised we didn't see Stomont. You know, of course, we saw Barlow and we saw some other people that I think are the core of this rotation. So it'll be nice to see at the end of the season, the middle of the season, to see if Carlos Hernandez is a core of the rotation. Because if he is great, it, because we didn't even have Stomont play today. like like If we can have something like that be a reliever so that Stomont doesn't have to play so many innings, Jacob Junis doesn't have to play so many innings, Danny Duffy doesn't have to play so many innings, uh, then this could be really good. But I'm holding my breath because of what I saw in that first. First inning.
2: Well, remember a big reason we didn't see Stolma today is because we slapped up three more runs on him. So just sent out Barlow again. You know,
1: right? Like yeah, say, right. It was super comfortable. Cumplea- yeah, we were too. super comfortable. I mean. Uh- I think what is super ironic of today's game is that this is the opposite of what we were last year. Last year we complained (laughs) all the time about how we couldn't score when our rotation and our bullpen was great. Like we would always say, oh my gosh our bullpen got us out of this crazy situation you know, let's go ahead and, and put some runs. And then Soler wasn't there Dozier wasn't there. Mondesi was never there. You know, so it's funny that today was like the complete opposite of what we've had. This is something we haven't seen before where our offense is like, we we got this
0: and well then I was mean it's
1: like we're we're still pretty good
0: I mean we, we debated this during spring training saying what's it going to be the pitching or the hitting that's going to dictate how we do this year And I mean after one game like Kyle said we can't read into this we've got like 2018 chiefs going on where it's like can we beat them 45 to 42 hopefully we can all season I mean now obviously we're going to go through some cold spells but we knew that this lineup had firepower and it really helped that in like the latter part of the order, we still got a lot of clutch moments from Nicky Lopez. As we mentioned in that, uh, yeah. the, the first yeah, inning, he hit that sack whoa. fly that ran in the run. When the bases were loaded. And the next inning, he had that screaming liner up third base and his hustle played a first, got, you know, overturned to be a single and that saved us and scored us another run. I mean, people really showed up to hit today. And I think that's huge going forward for the rest of the season for sure. Well, okay. So now as we've mentioned, uh, the bats were pretty hot and we got some good play out of Andrew Benintendi. I think this order was really well thought out. Merrifield and Benintendi seem to always find themselves on base. They were both five at bats, two runs, uh, Benintendi getting a walk as well, but I don't think that we can overstate The quality of Carlos Santana today doing what we brought him in to do. I mean, if you want to talk a guy, are you guys familiar with the Frank Miller, The Dark Knight Returns? Yeah. When he was up at the plate, it was that classic line from that comic where he says, this is an operating table. And that is exactly what he did at the plate today, friends. I mean, he was uh, two hits, three walks. It was, it was incredible. Excuse me. One hit three walks, but it was incredible. Two runs in Santana was doing everything we needed him to do to advance those first two guys in our lineup, Merrifield and Ben and then just set it up for Perez and Soler to like crush some runs in. And that's exactly what happened. Guys. Do you have nice things
2: to say about Carlos Santana? Cause I feel like I'm standing out right now. Absolutely. And at w- one point that Denny was making on the, on the broadcast today had to do with, Salvador Perez's uh spring training resolution to be more patient Mm -hmm. uh which we saw in his first at-bat uh and I'm curious if that's influenced by having one of the most patient hitters ever now in the lineup in Carlos Santana and so I'm I'm curious to see his effect on the rest of the lineup and maybe we already saw it today you know um so it's it's exciting to have him on the team for the intangibles as well besides the fact that he had a great game
0: Absolutely. Armando, what are your thoughts on Carlos Santana's Royals debut? You know, they they call me Hot
1: Take Mondo, but they also call me Oracle of 38th Street, and I predicted all of this. I predicted the lineup from one through nine, except for Mondesi, which if you plugged in Kyle Isbell... It was exactly where I said that Mondesi was going to be. And number three for Santana is perfect because even though he can hit the long ball, he can also make some really beautiful line drives to get some RBIs, get some runs in, which was beautiful. What we saw today and what I had predicted. So I can't wait for some more Carlos Santana. Not only do we love the guitarist, Carlos Santana, but now we love the baseball player, Carlos Santana. And his defense was great. Too, so it's great to have a an offensive player and a defensive player because defense, as we've said, is our staple. But now we're starting to have a new staple in 2021, and that is offense. So I am super excited to have Carlos Santana, a perfect juxtaposition to, um, Jorge Soler and to Salvi. So it was really nice to see. Good job, Carlos.
0: I love these takes. Sorry, I'm I'm dealing with my webcam here. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we set this this thing up in a a flash whiz bang. Uh, But anyway, uh, speaking of setting up, setting up and knocking down was Jorge Soler getting his first home run of the season. I mean, we expected a lot of him this year and maybe even contending for some more of that... uh, al batting title you know for home runs this year do you guys foresee that what's your number on solaris homers this year
2: i mean speaking into existence i'd say it's probably a little early to know um but i i i will say it's never a bad thing to get your first one on opening day we saw so much of that right like first major league hit we don't have to worry about that with isbel michael a taylor First hit is a Royal. We don't have to worry about that with Ben Attendee and Carlos Santana. Shoot. Santana had three walks already as a Royal, like a- already G- saying percent. pitch counts of these guys. And so like all of these classic, like revamping the team, like, are we going to be able to deliver, which we saw um, our compatriots in the twins falter today against mm-hmm. the Brewers. Um, we saw our uh, compatriots in, Cl- in Cleveland, as we already mentioned, falter today, you know, Opening day is a great place to get the nerves out. It's so ironic that that happened on the offensive side when Brad Keller had a terrible day. But uh, as we already alluded to, when Keller's on, he's amazing. Absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to his next start and see if we can get out of it. What was the question? I don't remember.
0: (laughs) I think we're talking about uh, Solaire bombs. Don't worry about it. uh,
2: Solaire. Solaire number. Um, Oh, let's say
0: 30. Just 30? Yeah. Well, I mean, they did. De- they allegedly de-juiced the balls this year, although you wouldn't know from the 20-over-run score it's day. It's fine to hit
2: homers in our park.
0: True. True. Armando? Hot take Mondo
1: here. Not not <laughs> only Jeez. is he going to guess Soler, but he's also going to guess some other awards that are going to happen during the year. Number one, Jorge Soler is going to hit 45 home runs and be the AL home run king. Two, Hunter Dozier is along with Solaire are going to be all-stars this year. And number three, Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be the AL rookie of the year when he comes in in the middle of the season. And there wow. you have it, hot take Mondo coming at you with some fire. We're back,
0: baby. Now, now, hold hold on here. Are, are you actually making like legitimate hot takes here? Or are you just kind of like hedging your bets with like far out <laughs> yeah, things that could say, technically a, happen? Season <laughs> rookie of
1: the year.
2: No. Why
1: are
0: these all far out?
2: So, so oh, you know, th-
1: like Bobby Witt can have an incredible from the second half of the season till the end of the season, and he can win AL Rookie of the Year for
0: sure. I, I think. I think best case scenario, Bobby, what comes in and has a Zion Williamson kind of thing where people are like, well, Zion should get rookie there's Like, shut up, John Moran had a better what, body what, work and he's what, still a better player. What minute
1: restrictions? <laughs> yeah, minute. <laughs> yeah, so yeah get but get Zion made only played like five minutes per game. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Again, like the reason why Bobby, the reason why Bobby's not in right now is because of service time, right? Of course, we would have him in right now, but like I said in the previous podcast, like this is one of his contract years, so it's better to have him at the backhand if we're doing well and by the looks of it as long as we don't screw up pitching wise we could do pretty well this year
2: well I understand. okay we hear you i said but back to the original question i said 30 you say 45 reese what do you think
0: um i think he's gonna hit an even 40. Wow. i think he's gonna go through some dry spells this year but i think he's also gonna rake and i mean dude solaire geez watch me jinx and knocking on wood Lair seems to have really fixed his swing. I know a few years ago, he started studying with a private coach in Miami. You know, he changed up some things and dude, I got to tell you, I find it super ironic. Now we have a raking Jorge Solaire and we have a returning Wade Davis, man. You want to talk about the Washington football team. You're like, ha ha, we got fuller back in Alex Smith. Who's laughing now. No, we're laughing because we got Jorge Solaire and we got Wade Davis coming in and shutting down games. So speaking of the bullpen, It was kind of an up and down day for the bullpen. We had some guys come in. We had, I wouldn't say we locked them down. The offense gave them some breathing room to play comfortably. Uh, We saw Scott Barlow today. We saw Greg Holland setting up for Wade Davis. Talk about a crossover episode. What did you guys think in particular of the Barlow, Holland and Davis uh, closing out of the game? What, What grade would you give that?
2: I've, I've been jumping in first.
0: You go ahead. Okay. Uh, personally, no, I,
2: sorry. Oh yeah. Well, I
0: mean. Oh, guys Arm- Armando. Yeah. No, I, I want Armando to go. No, that's you, fine.
2: You <laughs> can
1: jump in whenever. Um, no, I'm fine. Yeah, nice great. To I'm gonna I'm gonna give it for what it was. I mean, from where we were to at the end of the game, I give it an A. Like, I think we weren't expecting Wade Davis to be. 2014 Wade Davis, 2013 Wade Davis, right? I mean, we were expecting him to be a contributor, but for him to actually close the game is a very huge deal. That's a huge deal for us in Kansas City because, and again, like I said, we didn't have Stomont out there. When we had Scott Barlow, but Barlow only played an inning and a half, not even an inning and a half. Um, so it's great because now Scott doesn't have to play three innings, four innings. Stoma doesn't have to play three, four innings as well. You know, if we have consistent play from Holland who usually is doing well and Wade Davis out of nowhere I mean this is the real freaking deal in A on our bullpen today
2: I'm going to double down on getting the jitters out of the first week because the big questions for those guys are not only can you come back and be a royal and um, you know deliver for this team where you want a title but B can you come back from injuries multiple times and C can you come back after some, well, particularly for Wade Davis, but some, some poor performances in the last couple of years? Some good ones, too, but uh, a lot of not-so-good years. And so the fact that, A, we were able to have a great inning from Barlow and then just pitch him again and, again, take, take the need to, to uh, put in Stomont out of the equation today, and then have some pretty painless innings from Holland to Davis with a three, four, five run lead, that's fantastic just to get that first appearance as a Royal. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm not saying they need it because they're professionals and they've been around, but I mean, it has to feel great to have the fans behind them and to have that first appearance out of the way and it can just get down to business. So, yeah, I agree with Armando. It's great.
0: Absolutely. Armando, you got something to say?
1: Yeah. Oh, now I'm going to take my fan goggles off really quickly. We were playing the Rangers, so I still am yeah. not going to be super hot on all this. Once yeah. we play the Cleveland Indians, and then we really show up, and if Wade Davis shows up there, then I'll really solidify the take that I just made. But again, Kansas City fans, we played the Texas Rangers. We what happened Minnesota. in the first inning should not have happened anyway. We, yeah, give, yeah. Give so, us the twins. so, I, give us the I, twins. I want to see this, this type of. Well, we're we're playing Cleveland next, right after this match, so. Um, So I want to see this type of consistent play from those guys that are coming off of injury, these older guys. I want to see it then. And if I see it then, you're going to see uh, Andrew Benintendi
0: back tat I'm going to get tomorrow <laughs> oh geez i mean after this series <laughs> all right sweet well we got to find a quantifiable thing to do so armando can wind up getting that bed attendee back tat uh, i vote for a lower back tattoo for armando i think it would look great uh
1: so <laughs> as as i said i'm gonna get a back tat now now my uh, my uh, mom is watching hi mom i'm not getting a tattoo i was just kidding it was a joke does, does anybody ever get
0: a mid-back
1: tattoo i, I feel like you going to get grounded
0: Oh, geez. Grounded Mondo. Well, OK, so I'm going to give the pitching the bullpen today. I'm going to give him a B. It was such a weird game that you can't expect them to come in and throw lights out because nobody came in and threw lights out today. Like everyone's getting shelled for something. I don't know if it was something in the air, if it was the chill was, you know, making pitchers hands just numb enough. They didn't have the control they wanted. I did see some good. I did see some bad, Uh, you know. It was nice seeing Greg Holland come in today and look like old man Logan, Greg Holland. I mean, he only pitched for uh, two outs worth. But when you consider the fact he came in and was asked to close out the eighth inning and then go into the ninth, you know, it's like, dude, even back when he was here in 2014, we were doing HDH, Like that really wasn't his thing. You brought him in like at the beginning of the inning and be like, yo, attack. And he did. Uh, so, you know, he had a few things getting away from him. Wade Davis came in, though, and played complete Wade bot. You know, he had another two outs, two strikeouts. I saw a few more walks today than I wanted to do from Barlow and Holland. But the thing I liked about both of them, as well as Wade Davis, compared to some other people we saw today, particularly Han, Brad Keller, is that they weren't afraid to pitch for strikes. Like, I I commented to you guys during the game, like, how hard is it just to, like, throw the ball in the zone? I don't, do get shelled, you know, like, to get a foul tip. I don't care, but ball four, got to throw a strike, man. And these guys were like, okay, I'm going to challenge them to hit the pitches I throw in the strike zone. And subsequently, it largely worked well for Barlow. It worked quite well for Holland. And Wade Davis was just, like, full-on Terminator mode. Armando, what do you have to say about that? I mean, especially if you're a pitcher for the Kansas City Royals,
1: because you have an incredible defense backing you up. And we saw that at the end of the first inning for Brad Keller. I mean, Brad, if Brad wouldn't have gotten out of that inning, if it, if it wasn't for Benintendi, if it wasn't for Michael A. Taylor doing the two saves. I mean, it, it, it's even more incentive to get shelled, right? Like, it's even more incentive because we have such a great defense and we pride ourselves on it. Like, there needs to be a lot more of that. I was disappointed to see all those walks.
2: Although, if you remember, Holland used to walk guys all the time, even in the, even in the prime. So, I yeah. think some of that has to do with late inning guys throw hard. That's just what it is. And so, um, when, it, when, when you're throwing that hard, you're going to miss sometimes. That's okay.
0: That's true. Anyway, it was I appreciate pretty encouraging.
2: The, the, I, like you said, Reese, I appreciate the aggressiveness and the experience just to throw strikes and let the rest take care of itself.
0: Oh, for sure. I think it'll be interesting to see how we use them because, you know, obviously we're going to have to like, uh, you know, keep them healthy throughout the entire season and hopefully postseason as well. But, dude, I mean, Denny was pointed out tonight, you know, Holland and Davis were still throwing in the mid 90s, which is great for pitchers with the mileages they have on their odometers. That is good. That is great. Well, now, speaking of pitching. So we mentioned this earlier on in the podcast mentioned early on in spring training. Uh, you know, is it going to be batting that's going to get us over the edge or is it going to be pitching that gets us over the edge uh, reading way too far into the crystal ball off of one wild opening day game. Kyle, I'm fielding this question to you first. What do you stand by? Is it going to be pitching's going to save us this year and get us into the playoffs or is it going to be the bat staying hot and getting us into the playoffs?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick by my original answer to that question in our, in our previous um, episode, which was that the offense has to show up because um, the pitching and the bullpen, the bullpen in particular was good enough last season. And we saw sparks in the starting pitching being good enough that I think we'll see hopefully more of this year. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stand by, we shouldn't have to score 14 runs to win a game, especially against what's supposed to be one of the worst offensive teams besides maybe Baltimore and even Baltimore is supposed to be a little better this year. So yeah, yeah, this was this was a yike game, uh, but I'm you know I'm encouraged that we're that we're able to score early. It's great.
0: Mondo.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with I'm gonna agree with Kyle. Just like we talked about. For last season what was our biggest weakness it was offense and the reason why we weren't winning game was offense we had great pitching we saw some great innings from from singer from Bubic, from june well not really junis but from keller you know and we we will hope to continue that and if we continue that we're still going to be in the same place right the bats need to show up like they did today and get us out of fluke games i'm gonna say it was a fluke for hopefully crossing my finger that was a fluke game for keller right but it helps us get out of those games because we don't know what danny duffy is going to look like still we don't know what jake f is going to look like still right and for all those uh, unknowns it's good to have this constant of offense and just shelling people um so i'm really excited about that uh, but again, I think the Indian series is really going to tell us, you know, if we go through some star pitchers, can can we still shell if we can? It might be party time.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting to watch for the rest of the season. The The feeling I got after one game was that this team really reminds me of like the 2019 Twins Uh, I don't think we're going to hit as many home runs as them because, you know, they play in a bandbox stadium and they mashed a bunch of home runs, but we're very offensively capable, just like the Twins were that year. But subsequently, their demise and getting swept in the playoffs yet again was the fact that they don't have a great defense or pitching staff. So I'm going to lean more into believing it's going to be the bats that might drag us into the playoffs, kicking and screaming. I'm not super worried about the bullpen. It's just, it's the starting pitching again. And like we mentioned earlier, I think... You know, depending how the season goes, we might have to pull something like a 2015 and bring in some veteran savvy ace to be our true number one guy, because as good as Brad Keller is, I think he's really like a luxury number two, as opposed to like a true ace. But I mean, again, what what do I know? I can't throw a baseball over 35 miles per hour, probably so.
1: Forty. Oh, five. you can throw 35 you can do 35 kyle okay, so kyle you, threw a nerf ball like 50 miles per hour to me the other day
0: i mean <laughs> kyle throw nerf football over the mountains you know he's got a great <laughs> arm well anyway uh we're drawing to an close on this podcast so do you guys have any last thoughts for the rest of this series for the rest of this game
2: i want to return to what you just said and i think that sorry armando uh I think no, that's okay.
1: Mine's just gimmicky and fun. So go ahead.
2: It's, it's on brand. Uh, I think that there what you, you just mono, baby. S- said about um, like, like a late season signing is totally not good <laughs> to do with this year's team. This year's team is about having fun and maybe accidentally being good enough to still be in the conversation in August. Um, yeah. Uh, because. You know, trying to find our equivalent of Johnny Cueto is going to uh, have to do with sacrificing either some pieces or money. And uh, I think that we should enjoy the ride. I think that we're going to be competitive. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. And I can't wait for the next 161 of these that we're going to do.
0: Hot take Mondo.
1: Um, I'll talk about Kyle's point real quick and then I'll do mine. Um I think we should all start watching the Cleveland Indians and to see if they're going to start imploding. I think today's game was kind of a shocker for me to see them lose. And I think that's something to keep in mind because if the Indians aren't doing well in the first couple months, I think they're just going to start fire, fire selling like, I think that they're actually going to because they, they they've already had sparks of that they might be trying to blow it up. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they look like in a couple months. Vice versa, it's going to be really interesting to see what we look like because if we do well now, right? We 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 have to sweep the Rangers if if we're going to if we're going to talk about World Series or not World Series but playoffs or wild card, we have to sweep the Rangers. We have to Hopefully tie with the Indians. We have to sweep the uh, the uh, Tigers. If we do all those things, we're going to have a very good record going into May. And if that happens, what we're talking about right now is going to change. I think I right mean, now listen, it's I got like, a very simple you know, recipe. we're probably going to be a fourth place team. Go
2: ahead. Well, I was just, I was just gonna say, I've got Kyle, a very simple ahead. recipe to stay competitive. You can't lose a series at home. And you can't get swept on the road. That's Simple a good, as that.
0: that's a really good point. And, you know, I was thinking during the pre excuse me, during spring training that this season is going to be decided on, you know, do we win games like this? Because I really don't think this is going to be the last like double digit screamer pillow fight we see this season. And I think it's also going to come down to the games when like the pitching really is locked in. Are we going to beat a team two to one? You know, it, it, and I'm happy to say that we won this game because this is one you don't want to let get away from you early because this is one we should win. As yeah. we've mentioned, you know, it's like Rangers aren't playoff bound. We got to beat the Rangers. And lo and behold, we like pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps. We came back and we won this one. Now, the question is, can we still do this at greater than a 50% clip as the season
2: <laughs> goes on? Let, let me actually return to Armada's point about about Cleveland. I think that's a great point because Cleveland now – it's basically us in 2017 where we're not able to keep up with the teams on the upswing. I mean, best case scenario for Cleveland. They're in the wild card hunt. They're probably going to be behind for sure. They'll be behind Minnesota, probably behind the white Sox. I know everybody was high on the white Sox last season, but I think they're really going to bring it this year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's the beginning and the end. Um, we'll see.
1: Yeah. it it'll, it'll, It'll be interesting to see. Now I'll go to my to my gimmick because it's me, Hot Take Mondo. How's it going? I want to publicly apologize to Nikki Lopez because I said Nikki Lopez was the worst batter in Royals history. And Nikki Lopez, I know you are playing for your life right now and I appreciate you you coming in because what had happened was they told him he needed to fix his swing. That's why he got sent down. You don't just fix your swing in a week, right? Or you don't don't fix your swing in a year. You know, we're all uh, singers and pianists. You something so fundamental you can't just fix, right? It takes hours and hours of practice. So I was like, uh, see you later. I didn't even think Nicky <laughs> Lopez was going to play in the majors again. So for Nicky to come back and Nicky to have such a great game today, um, I apologize to you, Nicky Lopez, because I know you're going to watch this and I know you're going to follow us on Instagram because we're almost at 100 followers. So please uh, follow us. Um, I <laughs> influencers. apologize, Nicky Lopez. I can't wait to see more of you.
0: Yeah, we're wow. going to Nikki to. We're going to need Nicky to keep breaking at a high clip like he was today. You know, I mean, I still think there's really a reality where he's playing a second base for us once Mondesi comes back and he's at shortstop. I don't want to see Bobby Witt this year. Not until we do the expanded rosters, you know, like later in the year and we call him up and let him get some at-bats, Whoa. you know. I don't. I, I wait, hope wait, we're good enough. We...
1: Reese, Reese, you said you, you wanted him to start in the starting lineup the last podcast. Now No, you're I did him.
0: I didn't say we wanted Bobby Witt Jr. in the starting lineup.
1: It's fake news. That. I could have sworn it was, you were you
2: were like. No. I think, I think you, you said that Armando. Yeah, I I, I remember that. I think I, you I, said that. No. Yeah. I, no, I
1: was the one that said. He's, are you kidding me? I've yeah, no. I've I been think, the one that's always been saying service it. time. You know all the service time stuff. There's no way. I,
0: you you've Oracle been sipping too much service, 39th, my friend. Street is right here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll check. I receipts. wish. I wish. Yeah. We'll check ne- your seats. Yeah, we'll, well, check the receipts. Yeah, check the and, uh, receipts. I was the one saying service time was a factor, and, and lo and behold, Mike Matheny says service time was a factor. Oracle 38th Street
2: is here. Yeah, okay. We well, yeah. now that we've devolved into infighting, it's probably time to wrap this up.
0: Yeah, it probably is a good time to wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a... It's been a fun ride. Thank you for joining us for this live stream podcast. And thank you for bearing with us as we scrapped and clawed to bring it together for you. Uh, We just want to let you know we do have a few more of these bad boys coming up. We're planning on having one either for the, uh, excuse me, Sporting Kansas City's opening day or their home opener. It's kind of TBD. Check out FountainCitySportsMedia.com to stay in the loop on that. Uh, but we will also have one end of April for the Kansas City Chiefs and draft night. It's going to be a super cast one way, shape or form. So we hope you will join us for that. But in the meantime, we'd like to thank you for tuning in today to Fountain City Sports Media. This podcast is brought to you by listener support. So consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Check out our Patreon page at the bottom. It's patreon.com backslash f-c-s-m. There, you'll find premium content, including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews, including one with our recent guest, Courtney Service. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Fountain City SM to keep up with the podcast, the sports, and of course, the goings on in the beer industry. Thank you to bands Carswell and Hope and Like a Tiger for our intro and outro themes. And as always, I'm Reese, and alongside my good friends, Kyle and Armando, We thank you for tuning in to Fountain City Sports Media. Go Royals!
1: Bye, Mom. Love you. Go Royals.